Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Um, it's a three. Hmm. <laughs> And now we're back on D and D, so we can't make any excuses for that. <laughs> that's just that's a real low one. Oh wait, my modifier's eighteen. It's twenty one. Oh my we're god! Great. Yay! <laughs> Thank God we're level thirty two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't have to restart. No, no, this is season two, baby. <laughs> we're on season three now. Oh wait, no, of our show. Okay, of our show. This is season two of Romancing the Zone. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Maybe that was what that three was for. Congratulations, welcome to <laughs> season three of the Adventure Zone. I love it. I accept this. And welcome to Nua and the most sexual season of the Adventure Zone yet. <laughs> Do you think they know how many of their listeners were just like <laughs> leaning closer to their they, podcast app? Like, yes, this is the content we demand before this, before they, they realized it was a joke. Absolutely now. And Tumblr <laughs> responded. It's so Did like, they? oh my gosh, is the tag the, already blowing up? It, it just exploded with pictures of the new characters and people's interpretations of them, and it's so fun. It takes me back to balance days, kind yeah. of. We're like, nobody really knows what they look like, but this is my interpretation. This is what I got from uh-huh. it. And you're like, and they're all gorgeous. They're all just oh, I'm sure stunners. Yeah, I think everybody's raring to get you know to kind of get in first and and mm-hmm. uh, blaze a trail. Maybe of, mine of will be drawn. the can. Yeah. yeah, I haven't gotten to do my designs yet. My own take on them. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see everybody else's. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what props up. As I clear off our old murder board mm, and very right. lovingly... Take down all those headshots. Oh my Put God. up these new headshots. <laughs> We're going to discuss this handlebar mustache, but the rest, it's all looking real good. I think that the handlebar mustache is canon now. I, I don't think it's... Oh, it has oh, to I be. mean, there... I think, you know, however many episodes in the future, somebody's going to bring up like, hey, didn't you sort of joke about, oh, you were probably going to shave that? And and at that <laughs> point, it will be beloved by fans. Oh, for sure. It will have its own name for some reason. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, I, for one, am looking forward to a lot of cosplayers and body paint with a weird glued on mustache. That beautiful blue mustache. And you have been um, a soothsayer before. So I think you're probably <laughs> onto something here. It just seems like the kind of uh, offhand detail that is going to wind up being weirdly beloved. Yeah, agree. I could see that. Well, we get a lovely look at this new world. We are going to be attending... Well, not Hieronymus Wigglestaff School for Heroics <laughs> and Villainy, I think is what it's called. Probably not that. Um, but instead the Annex. Yeah, so I, I have a question. Why why do people keep building their their fancy secret magic schools next to super dangerous forests? Like, shouldn't there be code against that or something? <laughs> like, I have a theory. Maybe it's to keep Rough oh. Riders out. Interesting, yeah. Like to keep See, out any troublemakers. And I thought it was just for easy cleanup. Like, oh, you cause problems ah. into the forest with you. It's like their gold mm-hmm. cliff. So I they're see. either trying to protect their students or dispose of them easily. <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah. And so either way, we do show up at our annex. And I have to just say, as we're stepping into this room, even as a joke, the line roll for room initiative, 
I was excited. I was like, hell yeah, we're back. I was so hoping they would actually roll to see who went in first. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised like, they didn't. On, yeah. Come on, come on. Hey, it's a good way to solve these problems, mm-hmm. these disagreements. It, it really That's is. That's the joy of D&D. Anytime you're not sure, like, well, just roll for it. Yeah. And we're going to meet all of our new classmates. All right. Nell, tell yeah. me your impressions on Sir Fitzroy Maplecourt. Oh, my God. I love everything that Griff is bringing to the table. Like, throughout this entire episode, I feel like this character, Griffin already has such a good understanding of what he's doing with this character. And mm-hmm. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. crazy, sexy, cool appearance. Uh-huh. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Super sensual. Super just good looking. Handsome. Handsome, he said like three times. He He's did. very handsome, Fitzroy is. And He's very handsome. I picture him being, because he also talks about him, this is later on, but he talked about him being um, a barbarian uh-huh. and yeah. being kind of muscular. So I, I like to picture him a little bit more, not super stout, but like, you know, he's not, what's the word I'm looking for? Willowy? Yeah, he's not, willowy he's not a willowy elf. Yeah. He's yeah. well, because he's a half elf too. He got options. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I think, I think my biggest takeaway immediately was that that he he went almost immediately to describing this character's outfit. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Griffin is ready for cosplay. <laughs> he is <laughs> ready to have a character that people are going to cosplay again. <laughs> he knows what people are looking for. And so, what did you girls think of Argo Keen? And did you also all have to look up these races, or did you already know these? This uh, water genasi? I already knew Yeah. Them. Okay, in the Fearbolg, you already knew? Oh. Yeah, I had heard of we'll, them. I mean, we'll hold on Fearbolg, because that's my babe. Like, that was oh. my character. I was so excited when he said it. But, of course, I called it a Fearbolg. Like, this is also what's fun. I have totally different pronunciations for all these things. Mm. Sure. And the thing that you only read and isn't being spoken Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. Like, so I'm, I'm going like, to guess oh, how to pronounce this. This is that West Virginia accent. Okay. Yeah, I had heard of them uh, largely by coincidence, although I'd heard of uh, the Fearbulk because of Critical Role. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, I'd heard of the Genasi. I, I think I might have had a friend who had a Genasi character at one point. But like, cool. it, it was so that was sort of like cultural osmosis. So I looked it up to try to be like, okay, am I actually picturing the right thing here yeah. when uh-huh. I hear this name? Because uh, there are quite a lot of uh, a lot of races now, which is cool. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think this is an interesting an interesting choice. I'm I'm intrigued that none of them have gone like full human. I think I think it's yes. probably more interesting that mm-hmm. way. Agreed. Also, you know, maybe they have stocks and body paint. I don't know. Uh huh. <laughs> Special effects makeup. That's what they were up to, and you've gotten it. <laughs> they know we can handle it, so they're like, yeah, let's let's have some. Some interesting looking yeah. folks. I say they really want to push yeah. the envelope with the cosplay this time. They're like, okay, yeah. we went easy on you before. Now let's see. <laughs> yeah, they sound, all of these characters sound so cool looking. Yeah. You know, the, this beautiful blue hair and like, did he say it was bluish skin too? Yeah, yeah like see? light bluish green. Mm-hmm. Like beautiful. A, the yeah. scales, like little scales. Mm-hmm. Yes. Argo. Argo, you're so pretty. My note even says everyone was feeling Argo, meaning the <laughs> listeners and the boys playing till the mustache yeah, yeah. was mentioned. Yeah. And then it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you see this beautiful boy starting to turn around and then you're like, oh, well, oh no. <laughs> that's a choice, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's a statement there. I, I like that, though. I like the idea of, of um, you know, that they can't both be the pretty boys and that, you know, Argo, yeah. maybe even in, in universe, like as a person, he he is a pretty boy, but he decides he wants to be a rogue. And he's like, well, 
I just have to look the part. So right. I have I to commit this. to the mustache. It's like too yes. pretty. Gotta do it. And then maybe they'll have a she's all that moment where he shaves his mustache <laughs> and all of a sudden he's prettier than Fitzroy. Oh, no. <laughs> Fitzroy will not handle that well. He'll be know. so jealous, but also like into it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's important that we we support him in his mustache life choices. Uh, yeah, and you're really pulling for this mustache, and you know what? I like it. <laughs> Anne's already like developed the plush of the mustache, so she's like, it has to stay. That's such a good idea. I, ha- yes. I have actually made a plus- plush mustache in the past. <laughs> a plush dash. Plush yeah, dash. Yeah, as, as a uh, it was for the it was by request for the Sherlock fandom. Oh my, oh my god. god! Of course, that's terrific. Fandoms are out well of control, done. and I love them. <laughs> that's how we want it. And then, of course, we have the amazing intro of Justin's latest, greatest oh creation gosh. in a long line of oh. greats. <laughs> that voice. This, this voice. Hit me like a sack of bricks. I was like, oh, is this, can you do this? And Griffin said it perfectly. Like, we could be in this for two years. Holy crap. Like, mm-hmm. like that's a dedication. Right? Yeah. You thought the mustache was dedication. Huh. Ooh, girl. Yeah, yeah. I I had a, a very close call with this voice because, I, and I don't know what I was <laughs> oh, thinking. I saw your tweet. <laughs> because I know, and I had been, you know, sort of indirectly warned because I, I couldn't listen to it earlier in the day because I was working and I wanted to be able to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I knew that people had reacted strongly to the voice. So, and and you think at this point, like I know Justin's always going to bring it with a character voice, and always. I should have been prepared. And for some reason, I decided, oh, I'm going to go. St- I'm tired. I'm going to go see- steal some leftover Halloween candy. And I grabbed, like, one of those little boxes of nerds. Oh, no. And, the worst thing to ask for. You know, right? and you try to do, like, a little bit at a time, but they don't have the little slidey part on them. So yeah. you w- oh, usually wind up just doing them, like, shots. Mm-hmm. You just um, dump it in your mouth, yeah. Which I had done mere moments before Justin oh, no. unleashed this voice. And it was a very, very close call with, like, a serious nerd-related <laughs> choking incident <laughs> Nerd on so podcast. many levels, too. It's yeah, true. exactly. Multi-level nerd incident. Yeah, it was very appropriate. It, I guess, as a, as a choice. <laughs> oh, very <gosh>. fitting. <laughs> I mean, it's a hell of an intro. Oh, it is. So very good. And, you know, even then Justin's description of like how he looks and his mm-hmm. clothes, I was like, oh, this is so good and detailed. Mm-hmm. He's really like, I think it just shows a level of understanding again for his character too. I'm so excited just based on what we've seen in this one episode to see where everybody takes them because yeah. What Clint does with his character, I'll bring up a little bit later. But these two, right off the bat, I feel like Fitzroy and Bud, <laughs> what they call him <laughs> in this first episode, we, yeah, they, they come in very strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that they're sort of, the two of them are, are both similarly opposed to everything that's happening in some yeah. ways like that um Fitzroy see, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start calling him Fitz I'm, I'm that's how I, I kept just, writing yeah, it yeah I just Go kept writing it, it Fitz, I, kept, so. I, I went with sir myself oh I love that <laughs> I want to respect I'm, him yeah I mean I'm sure he would be offended by that as a concept so I'll call him Fitzroy <laughs> yeah. for the for the purposes of this episode we'll see if they <laughs> start me. shortening it or not but uh <laughs> but you know so Fitzroy does not really want to be here um, and does not like does not like the room, does not like the circumstances because it's not fancy enough. And then Justin's character comes in and is basically the same way of like, I am here, but I am not necessarily going to participate in this the way that yeah. I am supposed to, because that's, you know, my my character would not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's not like an active 
it's not like they're trying to sabotage what Travis is doing. They're playing along no, with what Travis is exactly. doing, but in an interesting way, because, you know, it would have been easy to play these characters as really excited maybe about about yes. doing this or something. And I think having them be kind of recalcitrant in two completely different ways, I think, is an interesting dynamic, especially with Clint's character Argo kind of in the middle um, uh-huh. yeah. yeah and the poor guy like he's the one he's the one person who's like excited to be there and he's I, saddled oh, with these he's two people so sweet <laughs> yeah and and overshadowed by them um uh-huh. you know yeah. either literally conceptually or way. literally yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's already like immediately that you know they're they're only a few minutes in at this point and they've already got i think a really interesting and unique group dynamic that should be mm-hmm. uh, a fun thing to watch play off of the the scenarios and off of each other mm-hmm. and off of the NPCs. Totally agree. And these NPCs immediately getting fucking Gary this time. Oh my gargoyle. god! Fantasy Alexa. Exactly. It's true. <laughs> and uh, sir, putting the tape over his eyes. <laughs> I don't want him to see. I don't want him to know what's going on. Oh, my God. So funny. Griffin's little reactions to everything, his mic work throughout this entire episode. He's I was so like, excited yes. to play he's having a player so much character. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. God bless it. I'm so excited for him. This yeah, he's definitely, great. you know, I mean, I think it, it's easy for them to make jokes at the beginning. Like, they did a little bit about, you know, kind of coming Eating for Travis as the DM. And- yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, you know, the flip side of that is that I think, um, he is ready to fully enjoy the playground that he has access to now. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, also like quick shout out to Travis that right off the bat, like we've got these really interesting NPCs and then he's already yeah. ready to bring voices for them and accents for them. And, mm-hmm. um, yes. and I love Gary already. Gary. I know. I picture him being like kind of cute. Like he's just a cute little just gargoyle. Metal. Yeah. Like you can yeah. hold him in the palm of your hands. You can pick him up he if you need to. There. He is exactly. He's the fantasy Alexa. Yeah. Carry him around. <laughs> He'll play your music. Hook him up to your Spotify playlist. Oh, there you go. Hopefully we're not triggering anyone's Alexas right now. <laughs> Keep saying oh, it. It's <laughs> true. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> well, and then as if Gary isn't enough, we then they when they decide to leave the room and go about on the grounds. Uh, <laughs> well, they're welcomed by Groundsy the Grounds. Holy shit. (laughs) What? I had the same Clint reaction. Like, are we just GG? Like, is it graduation? Is it G's all the way up, all Mm. the way down? Maybe. I was hopeful. But also, no. Ah. (laughs) Maybe Gary and Groundsy are besties. Maybe. I mean, they probably definitely work together. Does Groundsy have a Gary in his very secret hut that I cannot wait to get into? We gotta get yeah. in this hut. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this obviously we're we're really we're really pushing the definitely don't come here kind of thing. So especially I'm... given that this voice is basically just Hagrid if he'd fallen into a life of piracy. So <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely it. Gotta get in there, hatch those werewolf eggs. It's gonna be great. Uh-huh. Do not go into Groundsy's hut. Do not go into the unknown forest. Don't yeah. go anywhere. Forest Just... is definitely important. Forest, uh-huh. lots of interesting, exciting possibilities with this forest we know literally nothing about. Nobody knows. It's the unknown forest. <laughs> Don't go in it. Okay, bye, says Groundsy. <laughs> and stay out of my hut. <laughs> Don't go in my hut. And then we're off to exploring, but not his hut. They were given the options of the barn or the battlefield. Mm-hmm. They brought up the think, party real quick. Yeah. Which way would you go? Um, I probably the barn. Just to see what's in there. Right. Hmm. Yeah. You too, Anne? Yeah. I mean, it's a little, I'm intrigued that there is a barn at this school. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's kind of, I'm torn because I'm like, the barn seems like it would be more interesting because you definitely know what they're going to be doing at the battleground, which is fighting. So, you know mm-hmm. what to expect. Yeah. The barn Some is sort sparring. of a question mark. But also, mm-hmm. if you've ever been to a barn, you can smell them from quite far away, usually. Uh, right. And it's not yeah. necessarily super appealing, which is not going to bother Dustin's character, clearly, since he doesn't care about dirt. He rolls and, around yes. in that filth. And Loves yeah, it. and may not particularly care if anybody takes a dump on the floor, which is a little concerning. <laughs> so the amount of times that comes up throughout the entire episode, <laughs> they could they could not resist the the oh, J.K. Rowling shit. <laughs> God, it was so funny. I mean, who can blame them? It was it was the joke was right it's true. there. It's they true. had to do it. This is the most important question about any fantasy world. To be honest, is the plumbing? Mm-hmm. What is the bathroom situation? Mm-hmm. But you know, wait. Hang on. Now, this is something I might just cut out. Mm-hmm. Did she say they didn't have bathrooms? Because then what was why was Moaning Myrtle in the toilet? Yeah, they didn't have bathrooms until oh, later. Yeah, like until relatively recently, they had no plumbing. I forget what she said the cutoff <laughs> was, like the 1800s, like way after everyone okay. else had indoor plumbing. She said that all of the wizards were just taking a dump and then magicking it away. Um, interesting question Got about it. to where. Uh, but Right? Yeah. So okay, thank you. That's kind of that's like, kind of no, where no. she's at. That for some reason wizards just couldn't be bothered with plumbing. Guess not uh, for quite a while. And then you sort of have to wonder, like, how do they even have the conversation about changing their minds? Yeah, um, I think it's kind of like a groundsy situation. She opened up a can of worms that you didn't really need to bring up. Mm-hmm. We didn't even know need to know the can was there. To be completely honest, right. this was not. No one wanted this. No one wanted this. Uh, she burst uh, into our homes with a can of worms. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me open this and tell you what's in it. We're like, oh, we don't need to. Well, too late. Now it's open and we all know. <sighs> anyway, thank you. I couldn't remember exactly what happened. Regardless, <laughs> that's not how things work here at Hieronymus Wigglestaff School for <laughs> Boys and Girls. <laughs> Maybe there's plumbing in the barn. We don't know. We have to go oh, find out. That's true. Yes. But has, wait, where were you going, Brittany? Oh. Barner Battlefield. Well, who do you think I would follow? <laughs> well, not follow, oh. but you, if you were going. Well, see, this does bring up an interesting question. On the one hand, yes, bring me all of the <laughs> mystical, magical creatures. I'm so interested. <laughs> On the other, let me watch some sweaty people fight. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong. Maybe. Here's what I'd probably do. Also, I have a Fitbit, so it makes sense. I would just, like, swing around. Do both. Yeah, like, yeah. like circle that shit. Yeah. Hit everything. That's fair. That's Get the right my steps Con- in. Congrats. You passed the test. And it's also only the first day, so. Exactly. That's true. Oh, we're going to be doing so much walking around the school. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's go with Bud to the barn. Where we're going to meet a beautiful Santa Hernandez. I know it's a little risque, but... I, again, mm. this is shaping up to be the most sexual season. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They they know where the fans of bread is buttered. We really we gotta have those, gotta have a good looking good looking diverse cast, please. Right? Good looking non humans, get in here. We're all about it. Everyone's been reading my journal. <laughs> but anyway, so sorry. Back to Hernandez, who's what is this beautiful creature doing? Oh, he's trying to care for a baby Pegasus. Get out of here. This is just a calendar waiting to happen. <laughs> it is. For the next school year, here's every student's calendar with Hernandez on six of the 12 months. Just holding <laughs> baby various baby, baby fantasy animals. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Baby hippogriff. Completely inappropriate. He's one of your teachers, probably. <laughs> <laughs> We're in college, though. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Never mind. It's, it's fine. a little risque. It's fine. 
It's just risque enough. It's it's for charity. The calendar is for charity. <laughs> it's it's, it's not weird. Fantasy. Hey, food is expensive. Food, food for, mm, for critters. That is true. And that's exactly what they have to deal with immediately because the poor baby Pegasus is traumatized and won't eat. Oh. This moment with Bud taking the time to talk to her and use, uh, communicate with animals. Speak with animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, this is such a good moment. Like right off the bat. We're starting really strong with this with yeah. this season, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, Justin went straight for the gravitas. Like even even earlier, even just talking to Groundsy, like he was just immediately. Yeah, this is such a great scene for like a, a bunch of reasons. I think because yeah. one, like it's just you know it just it brings us to a new emotional space mm-hmm. that we haven't really been in yet. And like yeah, right off the bat, like Nell said, yeah. we get good insight on the furbolg, which I'm personally not comfortable calling him, but I just. Hi. <laughs> Derek like, also has bud. strong feelings because he can use speak with animals and apparently has been talking to Derek. Yeah, he it's is true. super not hot on that name, says Derek. <laughs> I'm just, I feel like there needs to be more there because with Furbolgs, uh, the naming thing, yeah, they don't have names mm-hmm. when they're in their clan. And when they leave, it's either sometimes if people like demand that they have a name, they'll take an elven name oh. or they will take the name that people gave them. Uh-huh. But with that, it normally has to do with something they've done. That mm. makes sense. So, yeah. So like with them just immediately going to Bud, which was also what Merle called the little gnome. Oh, yeah. Who didn't want to be called his Bud. Name his name was Ernest. Ernest. <laughs> yes. So now I'm just like, it can't be like, let's. Mm. But I don't know. We'll see. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that certainly seems like it could be something that they wind up going with for convenience and they could still have some kind of in-story payoff for it later on. Like. Uh, mm-hmm. with a different name that's like oh well this is a better name and this is the real name but we're just going to use this out of convenience or whatever they have some options it's just a little confusing oh, for, sure. for us for sure in this first episode just yes knowing how to talk could we just go with right. like mr the furbog uh <laughs> i don't know what if we... yeah i just kept calling him furbog or the furbog yeah FB. FB. <laughs> Could call him Big B. He's a big boy. Mm. So many options. But eh, get out of here. We can do better. We'll do better. We'll do better. But also, okay, so back to this conversation uh-huh. that they're having. We also get our first insight on the dangers. Yeah. There's something out there. And yes. so get your murder boards ready, friends. Ooh, We've already got something to add. Yep. Something to put right on there. Put this adorable baby Pegasus. Just take out the calendar page of Hernandez holding the baby Pegasus. Thank and you. And then next to it, put <laughs> shadow creature, question mark? Not fast. big, but super yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah. Something weird. Something yeah. weird and very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Did the Pegasus say where this happened? I um, I think didn't they say they found it like right? They uh, Hernandez says he found the the baby right outside the forest. So okay, presumably they I were thought. living in there or near there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, within and maybe the baby ran just till it was yeah. right outside. Yeah, yeah. So Good one baby. one or the other, but in the in that in the vicinity of the forest. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All yeah. right. So yeah, get it on the board, friends. I like it. Thank you for being mindful of the fact that. We got to start this brand new board. Always. Justin always killing it as his character. Brittany mm. always killing it with a murder board. <laughs> <laughs> the last line, I do just want to shine a light on this last line because I liked it oh so much. Gosh. Him saying, I think sometimes they forget how to be quiet. Mm. That's it's gorgeous. So yeah. Good. Yeah. 
It was that was Justin. one of those patented Justin McElroy. Yeah, how dare you? Know, you moment. Yeah, like something that that <laughs> hits hits very simple and very straightforward, but that hits really hard, and I think mm-hmm. hints at a whole lot of depth like emotional depth yeah. to this character. Absolutely. I'm excited to see the art of it too. With him sitting on the floor little of the baby. barn with a baby Pegasus, Hernandez behind. If yeah. you can even get that beautiful face I mean... down on paper, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then that in a beautiful script somewhere on the page. Mm. Love it. It's going to happen. It's That's... happening right now. I'm sure yeah. it is, yeah. Everybody's frantically trying to remember how to draw horses. <laughs> Which way do their legs go? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And now, speaking of people who forget how to be quiet, we go over to Fitz and Argo Mm. over at the battlefield. Also, I spelled battlefield battlefield. So just so everybody knows. (laughs) I think it is the technical term is it is the battlegrounds. I think he calls it battlefield initially, and then then he starts calling it the battleground. So I think that was what he meant as the technical term for it. That makes more sense because yeah, they're Mm -hmm. not really. I mean, there's like a sparring happening here, but yeah. it's it's just a patch of it's dirt for training. Though. Yeah, and we meet some more instructors. Jimson oh, is that what they were saying? Jimson. He said Jimson. Jimson. And I, I'm I'm not sure if it's like you know like maybe J Y M S I N or something, or if yeah. it's it's just Jimson like J I M S O N. That's um, for sure how I spelled it. That is definitely I how I spelled it as well. Yeah, son of Jim. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. But whatever whatever spelling his name has, he is not only a teacher, um, he's the, the battlegrounds trainer for the sidekicks and the henchmen, so he'll be their teacher, but he's also a very famous arena fighter. Ooh, uh-huh. uh, fam- famous enough that Argo is fanboying over him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's so cute. It is so cute. And he's so immediately swept aside by both of them because Fitzroy is like immediately making this case that he's supposed to be in the main school and this has all been a terrible (laughs) mistake. And it's it's a very bad sign that they immediately know who he is. (laughs) Yes. Jimson turns to Crush, who it sounds like might be in a relationship with him. Yeah. I always hope so. Yeah. I wrote that they are deaf together. I think he called him Honey, which is cute. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is the one. (laughs) The failed one. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Fitzroy, (laughs) your reputation precedes you. Yeah. Yeah. This is we get our first hint that what may have happened is that he washed out of the school he was in and that it had something to do with very late blooming very unusual magic yeah and they get more into it later but i will just say it now since Mm -hmm. it's come up it's such a fascinating story yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it is like just for that character oh my god that's that's great what a good idea it is kind of funny that we're coming off the heels of the, the the adventure zone zone where they talked about uh, not wanting to have too much yes, <laughs> already created. <but> somehow, <laughs> like, it still feels like this is, they're just giving us kind of those hints of it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Yeah, I yeah. feel like it's almost like I know enough of his backstory, but I don't know where it's going to take him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe? Yeah, and I think there's a difference between having a well-rounded relatively well realized character to start with and having one that's like overworked i mean overworked is is too strong a term but i think that that is a Uh risk that people often face as players that you you try to think it out too much and i I think they've made a good decision in terms of how they present the information that they've decided on to us in this episode that they don't tell us everything at the beginning it's sort of being revealed slowly over time there are things that they may know already that they haven't told us 
And the yeah. other advantage of, of that, aside from for us as an audience member, that I think it's more interesting than, you know, basically reading the wiki page for somebody, which I know is how some people engage with, with stories, but I think is probably yeah. not ideal. Um, uh-huh. But it also leaves them an opening to change things and let them shift uh, and be yes. flexible without it technically being retconning or without someone, you know, yeah. <laughs> trying to well actually them about like, this is the thing you said sure. in episode one and, and you've changed your right. mind and then them having to justify why they made that choice um, rather than that being a thing that tends to happen with characters that they do grow and change. Um, yeah. So, no, yeah, I think, I, I, think I think they put a lot of a lot of thought, not just into the characters, but in how to present those characters so that they have that space. Yes. Mm-hmm. To, to grow they're doing a little from how they did in amnesty where it's mm-hmm. like they're coming in with the backstory but still leaving enough of they did with balance which is it's also sort of a blank slate yeah mm-hmm. like letting it build naturally with the yeah. story as well yeah yeah or like you know if you're if you're going to embroider some giant piece and and you sketch out the lines in pencil but then you've only started on the center like the stitches in the center can be really clear and you may have an idea of where they're going but that doesn't mean you can't change them love that what a Mm. good visual example and i i think it's the same way with these npcs that travis has clearly thought a lot about these characters and who they are and what they do but we don't know everything yet just like we don't learn the name of this goliath woman character in this scene I was going to double check with you girls and be like, did we learn her name? And I just missed it. Nope. I don't think so. No. She has just become my mystery woman. And woman. I, <laughs> we've talked about this before too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How we Fanning all appreciate myself. a giant woman. Yes. <laughs> yes. I hope she comes back. I hope she wasn't just a one-off. Oh, I hope no he also has like three pages worth of character building for her. And yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that's a safe yes, yes, bet. Yes. I think she'll be back. She better. How <laughs> dare you dangle that in front of me and then take her away. Dear Travis. Okay. <laughs> they, they reconnect, right? Yeah. Because now yes. they, they have this to go nice. to orientation. Yeah. <laughs> And this is where, as they're chatting, uh, ooh, we meet Rolandis Fontaine. Excuse oh, me. You guys. You guys. Yeah. Travis <laughs> is killing it with these voices. It's so I good, Travis. gasped. <laughs> We've lost we Brittany. So good. I just, like, I didn't know he had it in him. I It, it has been such a, like... Not that I feel like he was ever lacking in any of the stories they've done so far, but yeah, no, not this at is all. a good yeah. range. And it's a lot of uh, a lot of talking to himself that he's not really used to doing, yeah. uh-huh. which is, you know, that's extra hard to, um, yeah. to have to do that. Like, if you have one character voice that you have to maintain, that's difficult, but having to do multiple ones that then have to talk to each other in a scene and make it clear who's talking at one point yeah. versus another. And I think he did a really good job in this episode of it being clear who was speaking. Yep. Agreed. Cause it's Rolandis and we have Zena and Rhodes. And I don't think Zena or Rhodes does any speaking. No, I don't think in the scene. Well, and then this whole scene with them, regardless uh, with these sort of like, ooh la la school bullies, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is totally on purpose, but I love Argo's sort of chiding and teasing of Fitzroy. Like, there's a little <laughs> bit of it. And I don't know how much Clint is doing it on purpose, but I'm like, yeah. I love this. I really this want... Is just a little playful. Yeah. I want him to get the name wrong as a continuing thing. I just constantly... I, do too. I want him to just I'm keep really coming hoping. up with wrong names. <laughs> there's so many options, too. And they were so... Every time it was funny. Yeah. Fitzroy like, Applejack every time, was my favorite I just one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's like the Benedict Cumberbatch 
game, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, um, it's it will be endlessly funny. <laughs> it really will. And then even like his little tone, he says something to him in this moment where it's sort of like, "Oh, then why are you rooming with us?" And it's just like a little teasing <laughs> enough. Oh, I love yeah. it. I hope that it keeps up. I hope that this is Argo's character. You gotta it's have like a, like little, a little bit, bit of, of a tease. Yeah, a little bit mm-hmm. of antagonism. Just yes. just like Rolandis, I think, is is probably going to provide in an ongoing fashion. He he seems too much like this seems like the eighties movie introduction of yes. the bullies that, that I think that um you know it, it may not be as as uh, black and white as that but they are definitely yeah. going to be uh-huh. in, a, in an antagonistic role I think yes and it's kind of a Draco Malfoy situation where he's mm. like mm-hmm. oh you seem hybrid and yeah. fancy and Absolutely. like me oh you're not mm. never mind yeah <laughs> not gonna waste my sobriety on you bye and in in true 80s movie form they get kind of rescued by yes. my good boy Buckminster, who I'm so excited <laughs> is crossing over into this into this universe. Oh, I'm excited uh, for you. Yeah, I, I I think it's um it's very cool that uh Buckminster is an is an amazing character. Um, if you have not if you've not listened to the Broadswords, um, you should, and certainly not just Travis's episodes. The other episodes are great too, but Buckminster brings a level of bizarre bizarreness I think to the Broadswords that was very delightful. Um. He's a great character, and I'm I'm excited that he has a, a life outside of, of of just that one podcast. And it also means that this all happens in the same universe. So I'm kind of like, hey, hey. You could crossovers! Oh. We love a crossover. We That'll love be a crossover. Fun. So, and maybe you can speak to this. Rolandis is surprised to see him. Mm-hmm. Didn't think he'd be back for another year, and may have been sent to prison. So, is that coming from the broadswords, or do you think? Yeah, a little bit. I I don't want to okay. spoil too much about his backstory because I think um, okay. both he and Leon are, are on are on broadswords. Uh, but yeah, he's he's a little bit of a he's sort of a golden boy, but he's a little bit of a troubled golden boy. I think would be Ooh, the best way. Kind. He's not necessarily the most competent person. Or the bravest person, or the smartest person. Mm, really <laughs> um, selling him to us, you know. So he's sort of he mostly tries his best. Um, <laughs> okay, but he's he's not. Uh, you know, I think it would be easy in this initial scene to just think he was, um, you know, a one to one. Well, I mean, also this Rolandis character, I think, is is not strictly speaking heroic because he's the son of a deposed king. So yeah. I think whatever Ooh. rivalry they have is is also going to be interesting because both of them have. Uh, checkered checkered histories I guess would be the accurate Mm -hmm. way to put it I'm saying it right now please say it I know what you're gonna say say it (laughs) is it that Rolandis is gonna turn into a good guy with the heart of gold Um, I was gonna say that or that they're gonna date (laughs) (laughs) everybody knows what show this is let me jump to the other part (laughs) (laughs) but also your thing is good too (laughs) there's so much that this even this first episode that this setting reminds me of Mm. and in particular this moment reminds me a little bit of war and peace the character in yeah i was i wondered if you were gonna go there you know girl (laughs) and so yes so i could see him becoming a dear friend to our heroes and definitely dating at For least sure. one of them. It's, Maybe you gotta three. date somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't want to move on without bringing up the other character in this scene, um, Rainier. Yeah. Uh, who Travis talks about on on Twitter, but if you if you miss that thread, uh, Rainier is based on a real person. Um, her name is Rachel Miner. 
Uh, I've met her. She's a wonderful person. Um, she's currently the head of, of Random Acts, um, which is Misha oh, cool. Collins's charity. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and I think that uh, aside from it being super cool that she gets like a cameo character like some other people have in the past, um, I think that it probably means a whole lot to a lot of people to have a character in a D&D game and in one that's so prominent who has a chronic illness Mm -hmm. and where there's not there's not any question of like you can use magic so she has this magic chair so using magic to improve her quality of life but not using magic to fix her or to say that magic broke her or any anything like that having having this just be part of this character's life and it's okay to ask her about it and it's okay to talk about it Mm -hmm. um yes i think that i loved how excited she was to talk about yeah yeah i think (laughs) um, everybody to see this dope chair i think travis put a lot of thought into that and i think a lot of that Mm -hmm. thought came from advocacy from people like rachel uh, and that's really wonderful. Agreed. Really lovely. And, I mean, Fitzroy said it. That's the coolest person he's met so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. The under yeah. lights on her magic chair. Right. Snack compartments. I want her to have a sound system as well. She also has that a she chair definitely that to Spotify. <laughs> Fantasy Spotify. <laughs> yes. That's it. Thank you. Uh, this is also where we get a great name drop and we learn mm. where Fitzroy <laughs> went to school, which is Claude Knight's Night Night School. <laughs> Which is so funny and very cute at the same it time. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As somebody who, who has had experience attempting to transfer college credits, my oh friend, my it's oh, not going to happen. It's just not. Yeah. Oh. It does not sound like a joyous You occasion. want it to. It's just not. It's not going to happen. They're going to come up with some kind of excuse about like, sure, you took math, but it was different math and you have to take our mm-hmm. math. Or I don't uh. know if that counts as a foreign language credit. <laughs> There's going to be some kind of nonsense, and they will make you do a pretty remedial class over. Uh, bad news, Fitz. Well, regardless, I'm excited to, yeah, hear more about the uh, night-night school that he went to, which I'm sure we'll get bits and pieces as we go on. And before our break, we get some more insight into the hero and villain dynamics mm-hmm. and the heroic oversight guild. Which I have dubbed Hog. Perfect. Yeah, yeah yep. I noticed that it was Hog, and I was like... <laughs> I. Was he just waiting for someone to notice that it was Hog? <laughs> I did not even notice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think the system's really neat. Mm-hmm. This, you know, it's all uh, like a play, sort of. Yeah. You know, each town having its own hero and villain. It sort of reminds me of like in Kiki's Delivery Service. Each town has yeah. its own witch, you know, and in this one, it's like mm-hmm. each town has its own hero and villain. And that the Oversight Guild is there to make sure heroes yeah. don't go corrupt. The villains don't actually cause too much damage it's a really Mm -hmm. neat little idea i like this yeah it's like it's kind of an injection of bureaucracy too and something that doesn't normally Uh have it which is an interesting dynamic yes it reminds me a little bit of uh of the tick the the uh, the most recent amazon amazon series which is excellent um and, and certainly treads some similar ground in terms of how do you interpret what heroes and villains are yeah um, so yeah i mean i think you can see a lot of influences here from a lot yes. of different places but i think that travis's remix is also really unique and intriguing i do um, too these are these are really cool ideas that i'm excited to see how they're going to play out yeah mm-hmm. i think it's the mixture of all of it that makes it so fascinating because mm-hmm. the next thing we are at is the great hall and of course this all smacks very much of harry potter and they bring it up yeah yeah but it's also a little like my hero academia i'm only six mm-hmm. episodes in but i'm like this is totally that same idea where it's where you're gonna train to be heroes and villains and of course 
a little bit sky high. And even to a degree, I've been playing the Danganronpa games. It's a little bit like that, where it's Mm -hmm. like, no, this is the school. This is the prestigious school that you want to go to. Mm -hmm. And we have these specialized courses for you. And it's supposed to be all great. Hopefully, there's going to be less murder in this than there is in something (laughs) like Danganronpa. But only time will tell. I mean, I have to admit, I'm a little bit concerned that when... I guess we're just going to call them the hog. We're just going to have to say that now. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) That when the hog brands someone as evil, which it sounds like it could be a hero or a villain, that then they can't work anymore in their chosen field. So they teach. So it's kind of like instead of those who can't can't do teach, which is a terrible sentiment anyway, but this is sort of like those who killed someone teach, which seems pretty, pretty (laughs) concerning. But we don't even know if that's why they got Yeah, well, it could could have just been tax evasion, I guess, in this universe. Right. There's so many things. So this is where I want to jump in and be like, I am already putting Hog up on my murder board and circling, Mm. I don't trust him. Mm. There. Yeah, certainly a a deep risk of corruption there that could cause some problems. Uh So it would be interesting to see, although it does seem generally like you know, if you have an entire, your staff of evil teachers is maybe like an interesting choice. It's sort of similar to us being like, how, why were monsters being exiled? Mm-hmm. To what extent mu- mm-hmm. how, do you have to go before you're labeled evil and can't yeah. Right. Yeah. work right. anymore? We've got to be patient for that deep lore. Yeah, I'm excited uh-huh. about it. Well, and the little kind of heads up, like, yes, we have evil teachers here. Please yes. do not ask them Ooh, yeah. what made them that. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That do would not be go, That'll be sneaky. Do not go into the groundskeeper's hut. Do not ask these teachers why they're evil. <laughs> do not go into do the not. forest. That's a little my favorite murder situation right there, too. Stay out of the forest. Just, it's just true. good, solid advice. <laughs> Stay out of the forest. So now we're at the sorting hat ceremony. <laughs> Fitzroy would be so like, I'm in the wrong house. Can I yeah. please put that hat back on my head? Yeah, he would. There was a mistake. It's a terrible mistake. Oh, I love them so much. Oh, I just got an idea for our poll this week. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, they're going to be under the shadow of of Harry Potter anyway. So you might as well roll with that and enjoy it and play with it. And I I do like that that that's exactly what Travis decided to do, that we introduce this Hieronymus Wiggenstaff, this super cool elf hero. And then he tries to introduce his brother, who... In spite of being younger than him, looks older and like can't even be bothered to show up in person. And his oh. and his illusory, illusory holograph is sassy, <laughs> so I immediately love him. <laughs> He's my third favorite character now after the Furbolg and Hernandez. <laughs> That's the order so far. She yeah. has it up on her own personal little list. Not a murder board, not yet. No, it's it's just to the side. What if what if Dumbledore was just like super grumpy and not really very interested in children? Is is a is a great character option. <laughs> It is. Also, the line, if you need anything, please don't, has a <laughs> made me laugh so hard. I good. laughed, re-listened to it, laughed again. Uh, that took me to Dairy Girls and Sister Michael. Oh, God, yes. Are worried, please, please do not come see me. Just <laughs> don't do Yeah, me. that's, that's true. It. it is very much like, it is very much like that in, in a fantastic way. <laughs> but yeah, brilliantly played. Hats off to you, Very well done. And we get a little glimpse at Tomas, our counselor. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where Fitzroy is going to (laughs) go when it comes time to, okay, let's sit and chat and hang out. He's going to go talk to uh, the teacher again, plead with him. And this is where we learn that he did fail out of the school. Yes. Yes. For sure. 
Poor so, guy. He was like, on. he was almost, he almost had enough credits to graduate, it sounds like. And all of a sudden, Ugh. bam, magic, you've got to switch oh. tracks. That's rough. Oh, that is so rough. I know. I feel so bad for this yeah. kid. Especially since he doesn't, he clearly doesn't even quite know what's going on with the magic. Like, he's he's right. confused it's by it. It's new. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't grown up as a magic user. He just suddenly now has it. Mm-hmm. And it's changed everything. It's fascinating. I can't wait to learn more. Fitzroy, you, you hang out with me. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll all go to Buck and Leon and... Oh, wait, I called him Buck. Uh, that might be rude of me. Uh, <laughs> Buckminster, Leon's, and Rainier's table. Mm-hmm. That was very that was very thoughtful of Buckminster. Yeah. Just to, well, I mean, he could have done it himself, but it's it's very in character for him to send Leon, <laughs> to send his sidekick to come and retrieve them so that they, they have a table to sit at because, who oh boy, who doesn't remember that terror of walking oh into a gosh. cafeteria and not knowing where to go? Be like, where do I go? Yes, this was very sweet. A nice little olive branch. Mm-hmm. Did I hear this correctly? Yeah. That Leon is big and buff and mm-hmm. okay, cool. And older, yeah. Right, right. But very, okay. very soft spoken. All very important things. Mm-hmm. Put it on the murder board. Put <laughs> just, it, just for knowledge. Put it under his headshot up on the mur- murder board. Mm-hmm. God, this thing is filling up fast. <laughs> There's so many. There's so much. We got to keep track of all of it. Yeah, and in the in the course of this um, lunch. Well, is it lunch? Yeah, lunch. In the course yeah. of this lunch Meal. conversation, we get some confirmation, it sounds like, of character classes, which is a thing that I guess would come up in casual conversation in a fantasy universe that um, sure. Bud or Mr. The Furlbog or whatever we're going to call him is a druid. Hold on. Yes. This is amazing. <laughs> this part had me laughing so much when they were trying to figure out what to call the Furbog. <laughs> Buckminster suggests... Fitzroy Maple Court. <laughs> and the first book is like, yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> and even then Fitzroy being like, so I mean, hard. that's fine, but just not the last name, maybe. He can also be Fitzroy. Or just, he's, I am Sir Fitzroy. Right. He's just, yeah, Fitzroy too. I was just rolling. That was so well done. Fitzroy is a very good compliment to Buckminster because he is the only the only fancier lad possible, I think. Ooh, love it. <laughs> Even than Ronaldo's. We have so many fancy a lads. A lot of right fancy lads. I mean competitive yes. fancy lads. Yeah. Competitive fancy lads is our new spin-off show. <laughs> <laughs> this is like an improv to you. TM, TM, TM. It's like boy fights. We'll sell movies. I'm writing it down. You can't go wrong. Mm-mm. And so we also confirm that Argo is a, is a rogue, as based on the, the yes. mustache. <laughs> as the mustache would suggest, <laughs> he is a rogue. I, I think this is a, this is going to be a fun character class for Clint. This is a very different uh, different kind of character than he's played before, and yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's well suited to him as a player. I think I think he's really going to have fun with it and right? uh, trying to find you know, especially when they start getting into, which I assume they will, into battle. I think that it's a different set of approaches that I think he will find to be an interesting challenge and new opportunity yes. for play. Yeah, he's a clever little devil. I'm excited to see where it goes. <laughs> and it's less unsettling than uh, Rainier the Necromancer <laughs> making squirrel skeletons <laughs> dance. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Rainier, you're killing me. Oh my god. So funny. I do hope that's the first animatic that happens for this for this new uh, arc. <laughs> that one. Someone's already drawn a little comic of it and it's stunning. <laughs> Did they? 
They did. Oh, I need to Perfect. see this. Guys, I have to go and look. Tumblr is just full of it right now. You have now. to send it's us all these hot links. Wonderful. I guess I... we could start our Tumblr back up where we share all of this stuff with everybody. It's just going to be me following Rustic Hospitality and just reblogging everything they do. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. So anyway, back to lunch. And we're all having great discussions with our new friends. And uh-oh, here comes Rolandis rolling back in. And he does apologize for being such a dick earlier. <laughs> and invites them out. Which, you know... Like, of course, it's completely genuine sounding, right? This welcome ceremony doesn't sound even remotely suspect or like a possibility to sort of lightly prank anybody. No, no. School always starts by a deadly forest. Not a hazing, clearly. Sounds like a sweet, sweet gesture of Mm -hmm. true friendship. Just some like, get some camaraderie going just right off the bat. Oh, here's where my note says, so Rolandus and Buck are deaf going to date or mm-hmm. already did. That's it. Mm. Yeah, they already dated mm. and it went poorly. And mm. so now it's like, mm. you know, you know, you wink, know. wink. So anyway, time to tour the tower. <laughs> we get a lot of info here that, you know, I'm sure we'll refer back to as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't have to repeat everything here. We've all listened to the episode. God bless. Clearly Travis has <laughs> right? drawn a map. I'm very proud of him. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Love a map. Love a just a rundown. Love to know where everything is. Uh, my big takeaway from this tour of the tower was, you know, just even a further look at the hero villainy as a career sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The Like you said earlier, the bureaucracy of it. Yeah, yeah. Accounting, significantly more important than you would have thought. (laughs) Right. This mix of classes, accounting is here, but then sneaking is here. And Mm -hmm. the basement, social graces and dungeoneering, (laughs) the basement's where you go hang out for sure. Yeah, before Mm -hmm. we we go to the basement, which sounds very ominous. um, Yeah, it does. (laughs) I have a question. What is this about Tumblr wanting to boink an owl? Is this a meme that I don't know about? Or was this completely a macro recreation? No, I was going to ask you guys. Okay, so I have no This is idea. a meme that they are predicting that everyone's going to be into this I owl? I don't know. I even tried to look it up, but I I couldn't I couldn't figure out a Bartholomus or yeah kissable owl. Yeah. I mean, I just sort of generally assume that I'm not cool enough to know about these things. But then again, maybe this is just them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we just spent five minutes trying to find an answer for this, and we don't have one. So anyway. anyway. <laughs> To the basement. Yes, to the basement. To the basement. To the test tavern, which is the best idea. It is such an amazing idea. Especially that it that it has it has student employees. So it's it's this is basically it's the campus Starbucks. Exactly. It is it is totally the campus Starbucks, which is incredible. And they practice their eavesdropping and their charisma skills. It's like this is it's it's where every D and D session starts. Yes. We met in a tavern. You have to know your way around a tavern. This is a great class. What a good idea. I mm-hmm. love I love the the degree of meta of this, but it's still being like a completely believable logical thing that should exist in this universe. Yeah. Like the, con- mm-hmm. the meeting point of those two things is fantastic. Exactly. So hopefully we'll hang out in there soon, but not quite yet. Where we are going to hang out though is over at the practice dungeon <laughs> with look cute skeletons. I love them so right? much. Oh my gosh, our beautiful skeleton crew. I was hoping they'd keep their original names, <laughs> Bonesy and. Skullsy and Rattles. <laughs> well, at least Rattles kept his. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he doesn't talk. He just kind of like makes wow. terrible noises. <laughs> it's perfect. Ah, as in life, so in death. Rattles, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I didn't I didn't think like with childhood sort of trauma of being in dungeons and being attacked by skeletons in video games, which is very frightening. Yeah, uh, I, I did not think that as an adult that I'd be like, ah, oh, these are my favorite characters. But right. Um, I mean, I, I certainly I learned to love Clax uh, on Hello from the Magic Tavern, Me as too. I think Travis, I suspect, must have also learned to love Clax uh, and that that may be a little bit of an inspiration for uh, for these characters. But I love them. I was all about the, uh, oh, what's his name, Nell? Papyrus. Thank you. You're welcome. What's what's that font type that he's (laughs) named after? And his wonderful brother, Sans. I know. You guys, skeletons are just so cute. And these ones are no exception. But I am also excited that we got some dice rolls in this game. Yeah. Holy crap. Nat 20s all around. That was a lot of nat 20s. They've blown all their crits in this play fight. (laughs) I just want us all to know this. Yeah, Griffin's excitement at his nat 20 and blowing apart the skeleton was the most wholesome thing. It really was. It was, it was beautiful. That was the magic of, of gaming right there. The sweet joy on a 30-year-old's face when he gets that nat 20. <laughs> yeah, it was neat to see everybody show off their moves a little bit. Mm-hmm. I like that it was a let's all take turns and, uh, and get an idea of how the little play dungeon works out and you don't get any experience so you can't just go and grind down in the dungeon <laughs> you will have to actually go out in the field oh yeah oh, dang which is disappointing i do i do support uh was it i think it was justin justin sentiment of um what is experience other than life lessons love it that mm-hmm. was great beautiful and like a nice cross stitch of that maybe you know? put it on a pillow <laughs> i would love the idea if they were playing with like the most strict of uh D D rules that like every time you go and fight the skeletons you get like two experience points. A teeny bit. Mm. Which is nothing. But when you're first starting, as so we it's have something. this barbarian mage essentially, barbarian yeah. wizard. I'm not sure what, what the magic part is for him yet. Yeah. But I love this that he uh both Griffin seemed incredibly excited about his twenty. <laughs> But also, I think that would have been a Fitzroy thing. It's like, I don't even know how to use magic and look at me go. Yeah. I'm yeah. this. Yeah. Because he's a brand new baby magic user. That's also a barbarian. It is a little bit like, well, like Aubrey, you mm-hmm. know, learning to control her powers, new powers awakening and stuff. And again, I have watched six episodes of My Hero Academia, but <laughs> in it, the kid who suddenly has powers, he didn't before. So like he also is like trying to learn how to actually use them. So that could yeah. be an exciting moment of, oh, shit, it actually worked, yeah. which is also a little Steven Universe. <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes sense that as a barbarian character who then suddenly has magic that his first attack in this test dungeon would be like way overpowered. <laughs> it's like, oops, yeah. I accidentally blew this guy apart for really no reason. <laughs> right. I touched his skull so gently. There he goes. <laughs> and I love that uh, Fitzroy loved it and whichever one is the Germain. Skull- Germain loved it. <laughs> he was so proud of him. Oh. They're so supportive, these skeletons. I right. love it. I would just hang out with them all day. I'm I'd, I'd hit the test tavern, grab a drink. Grab a drink, yeah. head over to the Go dungeon. Go hang out with skeletons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, so Justin's Fearbulb character is not going to attack, and they're just kind of like, no, come on, get your hits in. Yeah. It's fine. We like it. <laughs> it's very like charming. It. Give us purpose. And no, please don't send us over to the other side. We're happy skeletons. <laughs> We aren't tethered to life by an agonizing thread. We're good. They have health insurance. Well, I guess they don't have health insurance. Uh, they have a 401k? <laughs> they, Probably. Yeah, they get paid. They get paid. That's what, that's what counts. 
And so after the dungeon, there's a second level to the to the basement. I already forget what's in there. Oh, the hot classes. Yeah. The boiler room. Yeah, and... the blacksmithing armory and yeah. then uh, the artificer or magical armory on the other side. Yeah. Which is also their heating system. Yeah. Mm. Cute. Clever. clever. I like it. I'm sure we will hang out more in those classes later. But then they go to the annex and um, <laughs> not too much to see here. Yeah, yeah. We definitely get the huge dichotomy between these two schools yes. that, you know, there's this this tower with all of these classes and they will be taking classes in the tower as well. But then they come over to the annex. It's like, well, here's the first floor and we've got the support arts, watch keeping, blame taking and cooking. <laughs> <laughs> and the second floor is just completely empty because they just keep dumb. promising that they're going to expand and they have the space to do it and they just don't bother. They just don't bother. And he said that they were planning on it for the past 250 years, which is as long as the school has been open. It is. Yes. (laughs) I cannot stress how much this is education. Like, the entire system. I'm, like, laughing and crying in the same breath right now. It's a tragic comedy. Oh, no. Wait. Is the annex, like, an analogy for being in the arts? Oh, no. Oh. (laughs) It might be. We also learn, like, like as a secondary thing, the school is much smaller than I was thinking. Like, I wasn't thinking yes. enormous, mm-hmm. but uh, Travis has, like, 50 heroes and villains and 100 people in the sidekicks or hench person track, yeah. which is definitely a lot less than I would have thought. Although enough for some people to wash out, I would think. Sure. So it's a it's a compact school. Mm-hmm. Which, and he said also that they've got, like, 25 teachers. That's six students to a teacher. That's a real good ratio. It is, yeah. You are going to get the attention you need here at Hieronymus Wigglestaff's, wait, Wiggenstaff's School for Magical Creatures. <laughs> <laughs> that was mostly correct. <laughs> it's only our first episode with this, this new universe. You're gonna get it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I said I did wonder, like, since there's exactly twice as many people in this sidekick hench person program, does that mean that they're considering the possibility that you need, say, more than one because they might be slightly disposable, like per hero or villain? Mm. Or is it kind of a like, look to your left, look to your right, only one of you is going (laughs) to be a sidekick sort of thing? Um, oh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, so you normally have one sidekick per hero. Yes. But you normally have oh, at least hench two people. henchmen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it seems Think like. about like the monarch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, I mean, you know, this universe, they're sort of opposed to people dying. So I don't know if it's, uh, maybe you just kind of burn through them really quick and they get tired of it mm-hmm. and retire. Or... That could also Yeah, be. I, just wondered, I just wondered whether some of the stakes were going to be that there's a really high failure ratio of people who, who do not complete this program. Could be. We'll find out. For now, they, well, there's no more to see on the second floor. So then they go up to Hagelmiss's office, mm-hmm. <laughs> which Buckminster gets them to knock on the door and then he actually answers. <laughs> And once again, Argo gets totally shafted. Oh my gosh. It's it's one of those things where like I'm hoping this totally continues because it is so funny. But also like <laughs> poor Argo. It's like yeah. uh, <laughs> I wonder if it's almost gonna be like Argo ends up being because so far he does seem, you know, the most upbeat. He's yeah. he's it seems to be passionate. He's excited to be here. So I wonder if it really is just the joke of he's actually the most useful one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is just so good at like taking hits and rolling with it that it yeah. is all, he isn't always the most appreciated. He's either going to keep absorbing it and become an amazing sidekick or mm-hmm. he's not. And he's going to start stealing 
people from people, like picking their pockets while they're too busy talking to Fitzroy yes. and become an oh incredible hench person. <laughs> I didn't even realize that's a, that's such a rogue thing. You don't want to be noticed. Yeah, you don't want anyone to actually pay attention to you. So maybe. <gasps> There it is. Clint, you master mind. <laughs> you clever little turnip. Yeah, and That's admittedly, it. all of the attention that Fitzroy is getting is basically just him being dragged by everyone he meets for Which having, is amazing as having well. washing out of this other school. Yep, Hagelmiss, again, calls him the failure or something yeah. just as um, polite. <laughs> and then wants our fear bulb to check on his dog. Yeah, that was a weird... Like, I wonder what would have happened differently in this scene right. if Justin had gotten a higher insight role. Like, I'm, I'm intrigued uh-huh. by it. Like, I feel like maybe there was more. It seems like there was more to it than that, right? Absolutely. I have I have a theory. Yeah. Hmm. I think the dog is someone. Hmm. Like, I think it is a transmogrified thing. I hmm. could see Interesting. that. Yeah. I mean, Travis certainly made a point of saying that it was just a normal dog, which makes me think uh-huh. that it isn't. I, I also exactly. I really liked the idea of the the younger brother in the shadow of his hero brother naming his dog hero hero mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that, that was, was definitely like I mean it was certainly we get some very interesting character development in terms of the the history of the school out of out of this short scene but I yeah I'm baffled by this dog scene there's something more to it yes. than that put the dog on the murder board put that- it's a collie. <laughs> Put that little doggy headshot up there. Again, it's real cute. Yes. We have the cutest, most handsome, most beautiful murder board going on right now. So cute. And then underneath, right, do not trust its lies. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this about Higglemas as we leave his office and, and Fitzroy plays a little stink joke on him. He <laughs> reminds me, Hagelmiss reminds me of a regular show character, which then made me think this whole thing so far feels like J.G. Quintel could have animated, like, <laughs> just at least this yeah, first episode. Yeah. Get him on the phone. J.G., <laughs> hey, it's me. Yeah, I mean, we definitely, this guy may be whatever else, but he's definitely a weirdo. Like, I, I like that he mm, yes. that he's, he just thinks it's funny. <laughs> um, I It makes him seem more interesting than just kind of grumpy old man uh, is better about yeah. his brother's success. There's definitely more to it than that. It's just not clear what yet. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think we'll have some fun with him. Yeah. I'm so excited. So excited for where we're going. Me too. But it's time now for the rite of passage. <gasps> Sneak out of your rooms, heroes <laughs> and sidekicks and villains and henchmen. No time for cookies and milk before bedtime tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go meet all everybody by the forest. Where they have to carve their names into a tree? Yeah, there's like yes. this big, big old tree on the edge of this forest that's covered in names. And we learn that, you know, I mean, you can just call something the unknown forest and be like, yeah, it's super creepy, right? But this forest is huge, like, because Travis yes, points out yeah. that it covers most of the continent. So this yeah. is this is a, wow. a giant question mark on everybody's maps of the world, right? That no one, you know, so it's deeper. It's a deeper mystery than it seemed initially. Yes. I feel like it's it's almost representative of like the ocean, mm. like this literal mm-hmm. deep yeah. thing that covers most of our world. Yeah. But what's going on down there? We don't know. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're so uh, they they're so lacking in confidence in what's in there that they don't even write here be monsters. They just write unknown, unknown forest. That's mm-hmm. the yeah. thing. It's like it's the unknown forest, but then at the same time they say it's the most dangerous place. Yeah. So it's like obviously something's happening in there. Yeah. But it's not just like they don't know about the forest. They don't want to know. Yeah. 
which is Ooh, very as, and like the, I think this tree at the edge of the forest like I got a like a really strong this is my first really strong visual I think for the for the new arc um not that the other things weren't um visual as well and very well described I think Travis did a great job with that but um mm-hmm. but this in particular just seems very ominous and, and cool this would be a, a yeah. shot shot in the animatic for sure absolutely mm-hmm. and for what it's worth um I think Fitzroy being concerned for Bud in regards to hurting a plant, I thought it was cute. I thought that was nice. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was sweet too. <laughs> but they have a solve for it. Rainier has some uh, charcoal that they yeah. can use. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, the fear bulk wasn't even going to yeah. do it. Well, it seems a little silly, right? Like, I mean, it's basically just a dare. Right. It's like you yeah. have to go close enough to this forest to do this task and prove that you did right. it. Right. And so then it's like, yeah, what's the point to impress these six ding dongs? Who cares? But they try to do it anyway, and it doesn't really go that well because because yeah. at least two of our characters fail their wisdom save which is always a bad <laughs> sign back at saving rolls yeah i mean I, I we get some clarification on why people stay away from this forest it's not just that they know that it's dangerous but that if they get too close it yells at them and says they shouldn't be there <laughs> in a very ominous voice Well, and then that's the interesting thing because like even when they come back and tell the others about it it sounds like the others didn't ever hear that like it does sound like Mm. buckminster and at least that's the impression i got was that those guys um i'm trying to remember everybody's names uh uh rolandis rolandis that's it (laughs) i was close (laughs) even when they say it they sound like they're they're confused at first and yeah. then go, oh, you must be, you must have been so scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's possible they, they had not heard this voice. You yeah. know, maybe they just got like a sense of dread, but didn't hear something. I mean, right. didn't they bring up like, oh, what was it? A roar? Uh... Yeah. I mean, they specifically say like that they hadn't seen anything and that no one sees anything in the forest. So uh-huh. maybe they had heard something. It's a little, it's a little unclear from this. I don't know if we can 100% conclude that they've never, that no one has heard this voice before, but it does seem like maybe maybe something has changed and it's become more powerful or more yeah. ominous so it's, it, you know and we had some indications earlier on like this is kind of right on the edge of something that's happening right the fact that there was a shadow that attacks in pegasi yeah. earlier yeah and then right the fact that the fear bulb hears it and then is able to communicate with it like yeah. this is yeah this is because for sure they defo didn't have that if even if this other group of students had heard something before mm-hmm. one they didn't see anything and two they definitely didn't communicate with it which the fear bulb did both yeah mm-hmm. yeah i was intrigued by the idea that what uh justin's character sees and hears is so different that that it, well i mean it's the yeah. same but so instead of being like well this is something threatening but it's not actually that scary but that it seems like it's pretending and that it's that is, is this right. conversation continues it's afraid for them so uh-huh. like when the scary thing is like hey it's super dangerous and uh i think the, the particularly the wording of that it doesn't want people to get hurt anymore anymore mm-hmm. um was was very interesting yeah like saying like hey you have to you have to get away from here because it's not safe um, yes, please don't play near the forest edge, even a carbonate <laughs> on a tree. Yeah, ominous Just things are afoot. And saying that they don't know if they have a name. Yeah, yeah, there's there's so clearly something. I mean, so what we're seeing initially is what it feels like it will be our first introduction to the big bad. But now yeah. it seems like 
it's either it's clearly not the big bad, but it's either afraid of a different big bad or it's not evil at all. And it's not clear. Something complicated is going on here. Put a big question mark next to the picture of the forest up on the murder board. And that brings us to the end. And Mm -hmm. we close out with a little taster, a little amuse-bouche of what's to come (laughs) as everybody settles into bed, except for a monster. He smiles somewhere in the distance. Mm. I'm already thinking this monster could become the new darling, though, Mm. as we've learned in the past arc. We love a monster. Who knows? A monster smiles. Yeah. Admittedly, we do not know that this isn't um, Felix the cat. (laughs) What cats have they not done yet? There is a cat. Oh, yeah. There's a a mysterious disappearing cat. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was going to put it on the murder board, but it went. You didn't get the shot fast enough. Yeah. This could certainly be more of a kind of a Cheshire cat situation where the Cheshire cat is not is not actually the is a chaotic force, but not the the harmful Mm -hmm. force. Ooh, girls, I'm excited. (laughs) I've already enrolled. (laughs) Ah, you're going to get a good room then. You have I'm to excited. enroll early. That's what I've heard. I'm only going to have maybe four roommates. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so hey, hey, Travis McElroy, do our credits from the other seasons transfer? <laughs> <laughs> How do these transfers work, Trav? Is there some paperwork we need to fill out? I need to talk to the registrar. Are there loans? <laughs> yeah. So many loans already. <laughs> well, is there anything that we forgot to mention that we want to bring up now? I just had a really quick one. Go for it. It was a very, very quick side piece that I'm sure everyone caught and went, aha, like I did. But when they're in the the dining hall uh-huh. and Trav is describing who all is there and he talks about the table of clerics and Clint goes, damn clerics. <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> Good moment. I think he's happy to, I would Change not necessarily say, yeah, I wouldn't say wash his hands of it, but move away. Yeah. Hey, it's healthy to, it's healthy to dunk on yourself a little bit, I think. I think so. Agreed. I do hope they make an amazing cleric friend by the end, though. I do, too. Yeah. Show them how it's done. Oh, that would be cute. And um, as far as dunking on yourself goes, I, I will also add, I thought it was funny when Buckminster introed himself and was like, listen, um, Rolandus is an asshole. Um, <laughs> I am, too, but I'm upfront about it, and I'm more charming. So I was like, I can respect that. Fair enough. <laughs> Now, now I feel like I should have a thing. Although my my only thing that we didn't talk about was uh, Stuart LaBeouf, the chef. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I I don't really know why he was being introed, and I certainly hope that somehow nope. that's going to come up, and that he is in I fact just Shia LaBeouf, but he calls himself Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> that is how Shia LaBeouf exists in this universe. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yep. Good ad. We did great. We did it. Um, real quick, I wanted to add, because I did not mention this earlier, but this is a better space for a plug anyway. Uh-huh. Um, Rachel Miner, who uh, the character Rainier was based on, as we mentioned before, um, is, is or at least was, they, they just wrapped their season um, on a D&D Beyond show called uh, Monsters and Fables, which is um, hmm. also features my friend uh, Jennifer Kretschmer, who's an amazing person, um, and also chronically ill. So if you want to see some more representation in gaming, that's a great place to start. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you. That brings us to our first poll for graduation. What should we call our dear furball? We'll have that poll up over on our Twitter at Romancing Zone. And we will see you all for the first day of class in two weeks. Till then, thanks for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. Romancing the Zone.